everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It's September 1st. It is 2022. We have four baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Riding solo today, small slate. Quick breakdown show. And um, I mean, next Thursday, we're going to be talking about, you know, some football. And I'm pretty sure it's another small baseball slate. So maybe we'll do football and baseball next week. So four games, not a lot going on in the slates. Pitching's okay. I mean, there's some options at the top that we could definitely use. And I mean, there's maybe one cheap play that you could roll the dice on. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Four games slates might be a good slate to recharge the batteries. We get started here with Baltimore at Cleveland. This game is currently at a seven and a half total. The Guardians, a 190 favorite. We got Bradish against Bieber in this one. You know, Bradish 22.4% strikeout rate on the season. Um, I mean, the Cleveland lineup, not a huge strikeout team. They're really a tough team to to beat in general because of their low strikeouts. And, I mean, they put the ball in play. They make a lot of contact. They don't have a ton of power right now in this lineup. I mean, outside of Ramirez and Naylor. But still a team that, you know, makes a lot of contact, puts the ball in play. I do think... Bradish out of the other cheap options is probably the best. Don't really love Rich Hill. Glenn Otto is not a great pitcher. And Chad Cool's facing Atlanta. So I did say there was one cheap guy to potentially play here. And I do think that is um, Bradish here. So outside of that, um, yeah, I mean, Beaver, 25% Ks on the season, 3.5 XFIP. Baltimore, a better lineup overall here, second half of the season. I don't mind Bieber in this spot. There are plenty of strikeouts in the middle and the bottom half of this lineup. Um, It's a four-game slate, so I think Woodruff and Strider are going to be the two popular plays at pitcher today. So I don't mind Bieber as like a pivot in tournaments. Um, but I do think those two guys are a better um, better options than Bieber today. But, I mean, Bieber at 9,600, over seven innings and three of his last four starts. Um, I mean, he could definitely beat this Baltimore team in Cleveland here. Uh, as far as the Baltimore bats go, I mean, Adley Rutschman is just so expensive now at 5,600. Mullins at 52. Santander at 5K. They could potentially be really low owned if you want to get really different on this slate. Um, I mean, outside of that, I don't have a ton of interest in Baltimore. Like I said, Adley Rutschman finally, you know, kind of playing out as one of the top prospects in baseball, putting together good numbers here after a really slow start um, once he got called up. But yeah, he's just so expensive. Maybe he's a little bit cheaper on FanDuel and people hate playing catchers over there. Uh, the Guardians, you know, Bradish has struggled with just hard contact in general, more to like power righties. Lefties, he's done a good job of keeping the ball on the ground. He still gives up a lot of hard contact to 
left-handed hitters. I mean, definitely to take a shot on Josh Naylor here at 3,900. You know, Jose Ramirez is expensive at 6,300, but he always has the upside to pay off his price tag. Outside of that, um, I don't love playing like Rosario and Quan. They just hit the ball on the ground a lot. They don't have a ton of power. You know, they can have like two or three hit games where, you know, they kind of show a little bit of upside that way, but not a ton of interest here. Um, if Owen Miller plays, like I said, Bradish has struggled with like power righties, so maybe you could take a tournament shot on him to kind of be different, but I still think that Naylor is the better play, and I would expect Naylor to be in the lineup here. Texas at Boston, nine and a half total here. Red Sox, a 160 favorite. Glenn Otto going up against Rich Hill. You know, Glenn Otto on the season, 17% case, 12% walks, 5.6 XFIP. Giving up a lot of hard contact to both sides of the plate, struggling with command. And when you're struggling with command, it's not even just the, the walks. Um, so I think I don't want to play auto at all here. Um, and I kind of like the Red Sox bats, and we'll get to that in just a second. Rich Hill. Rich Hill continues to be really good against lefties. The two power bats in this lineup really is Seager and Lowe. They're both left-handed hitters, but, I mean, they're going to have enough righties in here with Simeon and Garcia and Haim um, that I don't think this is a spot I want to play Rich Hill. If they come out with a really left-handed lineup, maybe you could take a shot. He did throw 95 pitches last time out, had a really good game against Tampa. Um, he is capable of big games when he's pitching well. So I kind of want to see what the lineup looks like if they do roll out a lot of lefties, even though they're good lefties, I, I still wouldn't mind Rich Hill on the flip side though. I like the bats here. Um, you know, Simeon, Heim, Garcia, Mathis, if he's in there, uh, has shown a lot of power against left-handed pitching in a pretty small sample size. He's minimum salary at 2000. You could play him at second base. So it could potentially open up a lot there at second base and 24 at bats 455 ISO 48% hard hits. So definitely don't mind. Definitely don't mind taking a shot on some of these Texas bats. And then, I mean, I like Boston, you know, Glen Auto, not an overpowering pitcher. This lineup has a ton of talent. I mean, they've just been struggling this year. So obviously I think Devers is one of the top hitters on the entire slate. Fam hitting leadoff for Dugo, Kiki Hernandez, cheaper options here. Definitely don't mind looking at a Boston stack today. Colorado at Atlanta, eight total in this one. The Braves, a minus 400 favorite. Chad Cool going up against Spencer Strider. Uh, no interest for in me in Chad Cool. Not a good pitcher. Struggles with commands. Um, just. Not a guy you want to typically play. So Braves, I think, are the top stack on the slate. Spencer Strider has kind of been all over the place here recently. Um, you know, a little bit better form as, you know, in these last few games. So I think he's the top pitcher on the slate when considering matchup and everything else. Um, I mean, you could definitely make an argument for Brandon Woodruff as well. But 
Love this spot for Strider. You know, 36.7% Ks on the season, 15.3% swinging strike rate. So great spot for him. No interest in the Colorado Bats. If the Rockies beat me in this game, they just beat me. I don't think this is a spot they're going to be great anyway. So I'm going to play Strider and not the Rockies, even on a four-game slate, if you want to play the game theory approach. Game theory-wise, you could definitely take a shot on stacking Colorado. Strider is probably going to be the highest-owned pitcher on the slate today at minus 400. As far as the Atlanta Bats go, I love this spot. Chad Cool is not great, and Atlanta has so much talent and upside in this lineup just in general. So Acuna, Swanson, Riley, Olsen, Harris, uh, they moved him up in the lineup a little bit here recently. So really like Harris. Um, I mean, yeah, just Atlanta full stack. You know, you could get a value play with if Grissom's in there uh, and then Rosario. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, we potentially get some value. With some of these cheaper bats, but I love Acuna, Riley, and Olsen, and Harris, so I'll be building a lot of my stacks for Atlanta around those guys. Finishing it out, we got Milwaukee at Arizona. Woodruff against Kelly in this one. This game has a 7.5 total. The Brewers are a 140 favorite. Um, I mean, 2 hours and 20 minutes between this game and the Atlanta game, so a lot could be decided late Looking at Woodruff first, you know, 29.6% strikeouts on the season, second highest on the slate behind Strider. You know, this lineup, not a huge strikeout team, but also doesn't have a ton of power outside of Walker and Varsho. Uh, so definitely don't mind this spot for Woodruff. You know, I think he's the second best play on the slate behind Strider. Ownership wise, I mean, I just think these guys are going to end up being, you know, super popular in this spot. So. I mean, it's a four-game slate, and I think you could potentially get a little bit different with your bats. Uh, the other side of this game, we got Merrill Kelly. Not a huge strikeout guy, but, I mean, 21.4% strikeouts on the season. Does a great job of just limiting power with his, like, sinker-cutter combination-ish pitch. Um, some people classify it as a cutter. Some people classify it as a sinker, depending on the site that you're looking at. So, I mean, he's someone that you got to kind of look into that data, like who hits cutters well. Um, and I looked into it a little bit. Sinkers, this team hits well. Cutters, they do not. So, um, whatever kind of way you want to look at Merrill Kelly, if it's sinkers or cutters. I don't think I want to play Kelly today at 8,100. I don't think he's the craziest option if you want to get different, though. I think Milwaukee is an interesting stack. Um, we just don't have a ton of options as far as bats go on this slate. So definitely don't mind looking at like Tellus and Adamas and Renfro and Wong, Yelich. My only problem with like Yelich is Kelly is definitely going to pitch more towards ground balls and Yelich is a ground ball hitter already. Um, so that always worries me with Christian Yelich. Really like to target Christian Yelich against flyball pitchers. As far as the Arizona bats go, Woodruff has allowed a lot of hard contact and fly balls this season. So if I was going to stack against one of these top-end pitchers, I think it'd be Woodruff game theory-wise. Um, like I said, I do think this is a good spot for him, but he is someone that gives up a lot of home runs as well. So looking at Carroll, looking at Walker, looking at 
Varsho. Um, I think this is the game theory stack on the slates. I don't think a lot of people are going to be stacking Arizona here. And I mean, you can stack Arizona and play Beaver and Strider to be different with those types of pitchers. Um, so I don't hate that idea. I said, I think they're the, the game theory stack on the slate and see kind of how it shakes up. But I mean, that's it. Four games is pretty simple. Pretty simple slates. You know, Friday we'll be back with a, a bigger slate. Uh, I will play the morning grind game. Um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. I'll go Rich Hill. Over 8K to score under 15. I I guess I have to go Kelly. Over 4,000 to go yard today. Give me Devers. Under 4K to get two hits. Give me Verdugo. I'm not going to say stack the Red Sox because I think that's kind of chalky. Um, or in Atlanta. I... I think All right, I'm going to say stack the Red Sox. I don't know. I don't love a lot of stacks in the slate. I like Atlanta and Boston a lot. I think those are going to be the two popular stacks. And like I said, I think the game theory stack is Arizona. So that's kind of what I'm looking at as far as hitters on the slate and, and stacks on the slate. So hope everyone has an awesome Thursday. Welcome to September. We'll be back tomorrow on Friday. Hopefully you like these little short pods. I mean, Four game slates, not a ton to talk about. Just break it down. Give you guys a starting point for the day. Back tomorrow. Good luck, everyone. See you tomorrow.